Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove from the day, joined by Lee Ryder, who's going to talk us through everything Newcastle United, which has kind of popped up in the press over the last weekend. Lots of talk about Alexander Mitrovic, obviously played in the playoff final yeah. for him now, a Premier League club. They seem keen to keep him. Mm. Comments after the game, he obviously said, I'm still a Newcastle United player, but he did talk, yeah. as he has done a lot about the manager making him feel good, playing good football. It doesn't sound like Mitrovic is waiting for the call off Benitez to say, you know, I want you back in the summer. No, I think if Rafa's there, I can't see Mitro being there basically. And I think, as you say, Fulham are keen. They have got money to spend. Newcastle know their owners very wealthy. There is money to put forward to transfers for them going to the Premier League. They're going to have the TV money in the pipeline as well. I think Mitrovic looks pretty happy there, to be honest. Uh, But then, you know... Newcastle will probably leave things open. He could go to the World Cup. What happens if he gets five or six goals in the World Cup? Suddenly, surely he's a player worth more than fifteen million pound. I think personally, I think fifteen million pounds really cheap for for him because you know he's proved he can't score goals. Uh, although he hasn't had the best times at Newcastle, he still has scored goals in the Premier League when given the chance. So I think fifteen million is quite cheap given the current market value and Newcastle probably should be looking to, to recoup a lot more than, than that price tag. And that's another Fulham player, Tom Kearney, Newcastle, yeah. quite interested in, uh, I think it was last summer, yeah. um, quoted you know, ridiculous prices, but he, he's kind of shown uh, in the second half of the season just why Newcastle were, were rather interested in him. Yeah, well at one point Newcastle were desperate to sign him. They got quoted £20 million, I think, uh, last year. I mean, that £20 million probably looks about right now, doesn't it? Uh, but then, why would he want to leave Fulham? You know, Fulham in the Premier League now, um, you know, Kenny's he's sure exactly what he can do. He'll be excited about the challenge. And, you know, Newcastle, if they turned up asking for um, asking to buy him this time round, I can't see the price being 20 anymore. It'll be a lot more. So, perhaps there could be some negotiation with, with Mitrovic being part of that but realistically Fulham are going to want to keep all the best players they're going to want to add to it and they're probably going to be another team that are going to be challenging when Newcastle next year yeah, I suppose though on the terms of Kenny shows that Benitez and his, his scouting staff can pick the yeah. talent out of the championship there is talent to be had you know, in, in the second tier um, even if the prices are a bit steep yeah I think really Newcastle want they need to get a good nucleus of young British players because obviously the laws are going to change going forward in the end of the long term. So they they don't want to be looking for seeking work permits for every player that they sign uh, in the future. So he would fit the bill perfectly because he's he's young and British, and you know I know Rafa Benitez wants to get a good nucleus uh, of Brits in his, his squad, but really, you know this summer. It's about signing proven Premier League quality for Rafa. 
he knows that you know finishing tenth was was good. The bar's been raised. Just looking at the the early betting um, and Newcastle, I predicted the finish in the bottom half already. Uh, no money's been spent, so you know judgment, full judgment can't be made just yet. But tenth really was brilliant for Newcastle. But were they punching above their weight? Yeah, they were probably because for most of the season they, they weren't in or around that position. It was only a late surge that got them there, and probably a little bit of luck with other results going their way that allowed them to finish there. So it's a big summer. It's always a big summer at Newcastle, but this one just seems to be a little bit more pressure to it, and they're not doing themselves any favours by not getting the Rafa deal over the line. Yeah, I mean, obviously, national reports suggesting that deals have been put on hold. You know, you, you've written mm. a piece in. You know, it's not quite at yeah. that stage. Yeah. But say if you know in a month's time, we hope Dubravka's signed by then, and, and Rafa's still then waiting around for the second and third signing. Mm. That's not going to be putting a good feeling around the club, is it? No, I mean, firstly, we we have checked out if there is this transfer embargo, and you know, Newcastle are denying that that story. Uh, Dubravka should be the first new signing, if you like, through the door. But after that, it's going to be a case of Newcastle hitting the ground running. They didn't do it last summer. They missed out on Abraham. They missed out on Caballero. They had a bad end of the transfer window, if you ask me. They had to sign budget players. It needs to be more convincing. But how much money is available? From my understanding, it's it's not this one hundred million or one hundred fifty million golden ticket that's going to get Rafa exactly what he wants. It's around about what they spent last summer, plus any money you can raise um, from there on in. Doesn't seem like Mike Ashley's gonna want to take any risks. He's left the club in full control of Lee Charnley. He's the managing director after all. It's his job to run the club each day. So he's the man who's been tasked with getting Rafa's contract uh, signed, sealed, delivered, and Ashley will take a back seat. I suppose the ironic thing is by you saying, Mike Ashley doesn't want to take a risk by not backing Rafa mm. sufficiently in the window he's, he's, he's taking a massive risk in losing yeah. Benitez next summer oh, well he is but I, I think he chooses when he wants to dip in and out of things um, with him being the owner he'll keep, a, he'll keep a sort of a steady hand on the tiller if you like uh, but then when it comes to something big you know he will he will come in but look look, look back in the history of, of Ashley being at the club He's allowed Keegan to to go. Alan Shearer was trapped badly during his time here. Uh, popular figures like Andy Carroll sold, Kevin Nolan sold. So really, if you can if you can cheese off someone like Keegan or Shearer, well, what, why wouldn't you cheese off Benitez in his eyes? He, he won't be bothered about that. So it's it's very annoying for the fans because. They can see they've got a world-class manager in place. But unfortunately, they can't seem to come to an agreement at the minute. And what, we're now three weeks since the season finished and it's still not sorted out. So it's not a good situation. Dubravka-wise, he did say that in an interview, I think, back in... So like I said, this week, as in the week we're in now, he wants everything sorted. You understand mm-hmm. that hopefully come you know the 31st of May or the 1st of June, we'll, we'll see him permanently signed. Yeah, Newcastle. well, I think, to be honest, it's probably all but done and dusted I think it'll be agreed in principle it'll just be a case of all the, the paperwork being processed you know there's no other clubs that seem to be 
sniffing around him, although Liverpool could be looking for a goalkeeper uh, anytime soon. So it's one that Newcastle need to get sorted. I think uh, he, he was a real success last year, made some really great saves. The one-on-ones um, in the Arsenal and the Chelsea games were absolutely brilliant. So one Newcastle could build a team round, but let's get it done. Let's stop messing about and get this one signed. Definitely. Other targets, uh, right back seems to be a priority for yeah. Benieza. You were, over the weekends, uh, I spoke to Yedlin and, and asked him about if you know a new right back does come in. He said, mm. I welcome competition and yeah. improves my game. And that's a brilliant attitude mm. to have, but I guess the, that's the attitude that Benitez has brought to the club. You know, He yeah. wants these players coming in. Yeah. To, to improve the players over there but like you said Yedlin has this kind of free reign at the moment because there isn't really a right back to challenge him no there's not and you know he's a consumer pro and he, he'll he will come out with statements like that and he's absolutely um, brilliant with the press uh, he's got a good attitude his fitness levels are there for all to see I think defensively maybe Rafa feels he needs another option on there I mean, Yedlin's brilliant going forward and he offers a real outlet and obviously he can get back and get tackled in but I think there's certain games where Rafa wants to be even more compact and just you know go somewhere like the Emirates Stadium and rather than an hour defeat get a point on the board get a nil-nil drawn frustrate and maybe Yedlin would be a player that comes out of the team in that situation we expected a lot more from Jesus Gavis he was a real disappointment uh, for all them years you'd seen him play in La Liga for Malaga and Atletico Madrid and do a good job and then he'd come here and he just didn't seem to be whether he had bigger issues with injuries that, that we thought we'd, we'll never know now you know I watched him walk out St James's Park for one last time after the Chelsea game with his with his bag over his shoulder and he you know he looked like a man who knew that he hadn't lived up to the expectations so yeah, Rafa needs another right back to come in. Uh, you want at least two players challenging every position. Right back is the right back and left back these days are very two. They seem to be more even more important mm. than they've ever been because it's that having that extra outlet out wide. Um, players on fitter now getting up and down, and you know while I say Yedlin is is fantastic going forward, not as good defensively. Rafa wants someone with that pace but also uh, able to, on days like Arsenal away, get the point that they need. Are there any names that spring to mind? You cast me a link with the Turin right back. Yeah. Lorenzo Devestri, I hope I pronounced that right. He looks like a very attacking full-back in the sense he knows where the, how to cross the ball and where the goal is. Um, I mean, do you think Newcastle could be tempted to, to have a look at him? Well, I think he would definitely be someone on Benitez's radar. I think he knows... Anyone who can do a job in Serie A can probably do a job in the Premier League. So I think he would be definitely an option. But again, don't rule out British, uh, English defenders this, this summer. I think there'll they'll be a case to be made for that. The, Rafa's so organised, he'll have an A, B, C, D, E, every choice. So it's important that you know he gets the players this summer that are going to cover each position I mean interestingly midfield is another area where you'll be looking to tighten up but you know the one that'll get us all excited the most will be getting the centre forward through the door any names on the other uh, apparently got a 50 name uh, shortlist which is a ridiculous amount but like you say Rafa is very 
plan and organise so we'll be going through them options but is there anyone that you think Newcastle will be particularly having a look at um, yeah I think I mean as it stands the names will be a closely guarded secret and you know even members of the press who have information on it won't drop those names in until the, the day that that story drops mm. but you'd be looking for a proven Premier League goal scorer or at least a proven top flight goal scorer and he has got people in mind but at the end of the day it's all going to boil back to Newcastle and what they can who how are they going to let him spend this money let's say it's 50 million he's got to spend if there's a striker worth 30 million and we all know there's strikers worth 30 million he's got to be able to say right 30 million of my 50 million pot has to go on this set forward and if he's got to just sort of quibble over getting 10 million deals here or this player's going to be good in a few years so let, let, let's do a 12 million deal for him that's not what Rafa's after at the minute he wants to be able to if he has to make one big marquee signing he, he needs to be able to do it and essentially it's not about the budget is it it's about the control and him like you say yeah. saying, let me spend it on this player yeah no. it's specifics and it's like unfortunately I think Lee Charlie probably knows this that if Rafa turns around and says I want to sign this striker for 25 million Lee Charlie's then got to go to Mike Ashley and say he wants to buy this player for 25 million and then it seems to be unless Mike Ashley wants to clarify this himself it seems to be Mike Ashley turns around and says I'm not spending that amount of money on one player and that, that, that for me is where things could break down this summer uh, there's a little bit of praise over the weekend for Lee Charney saying you know, actually when the shackles were off mm. him and Benitez worked closely during mm. the championship that summer mm. everything kind of went to plan in the players that Benitez wanted and got in uh, I mean do you foresee that if, if Mike actually turned around and a couple of weeks and said right okay Lee you can sign off the deals there's the money there's, he'd probably say there's actually no more money after that but you can go and sign the deals off do you, do you think it would work as well as it did that summer? Yeah, but that, I mean, Rafa Benitez knows the price for a player. He, he knows how much the wages are going to be. I think he could probably be capable of doing it himself with his own. What you've got to remember about Rafa Benitez is before he even came to this football club, he, he had his own, he's got his own team around him. He's got his own scouting network, he's got his own contacts. He's a, he's a true world-class operator. And, you know, Lee John Lee worked with them well in that summer there's no doubt about that last summer not so good the two January transfer windows not one penny spent on a permanent deal so it's not this flowing relationship I know I know there was quotes from saying that you know Rafa has been backed well he's been backed partially but he hasn't been backed fully and what what I would like you know both I mean Ashley's come out and said it uh he wants to keep uh, Rafa, but what I would like to see is actions speak louder than words. You've got a world-class manager at your disposal. He's won many trophies. Won three European trophies. Not many managers have won three European trophies in their career. We've got that manager now. We've we've got the best the best manager that we could hope to have. The best manager certainly will ever have under Mike Ashley. And we're, we're messing about. We're, we're not getting a deal signed we're not giving him what he wants just give him what he wants and get on with the job 
and the city is a different place because you'll have noticed from that Chelsea game, that lap of honour, to now, it's a different city again. Yeah. You know, it was that Monday morning after the Chelsea game, the whole place was just bouncing. Now it's like, Ooh, what's happening? Why isn't this being done? And it's a football city, and it needs it needs to have that good news coming through. Unfortunately, it's not filtering through at the minute. What did you make of uh, Mike Ashley's statement after the Chelsea game? Do you think it was a bit of stealing the thunder, sort of? Do you think it was the right time to come out and say, you know, we essentially we've done yeah. well? Um, I think he he'd been advised that he had to say something. Uh, he certainly wouldn't have done it off his own back. He would rather say nothing. You know, I've been in and around the company of, of Mike Ashley in the last 10 years and he's so guarded and so almost paranoid not to say the, the right thing. You'll have seen clips on Sky when journalists try to approach him and he'll be wagging his finger and pushing him away. He doesn't want to know. So for, to get those words out of him is, is one thing, but it was political because if he hadn't have done that, there'd now be people saying that Ashley's not giving him what he wants. So... You just wanted us to, to see, first and foremost, we know we've got a world-class manager, we're going to do everything we can in our power to keep him, and then you want the actions which are stronger than the words, and we'll have any of that at the minute, so... I suppose like Alan Shearer said, copy and paste, essentially. Copy and paste, yeah. yeah. Obviously, Johnny then came out after the accounts and said, you know, it would have been a bloodbath if we not got promoted, I think that was kind of obvious. I mean, what did you pick out of what Shawnee said? Did you think... It was was it more positive than you were expecting, or again, is it kind of words and we wait to see the actions of of him and, and Mike Ashley? Well, I mean, having spoke to Lee Charnley before, again, he's he's also a very cautious figure. He's, he's very guarded. At the end of the day, really, fans would like to see the owner sit down and do a proper Q and A session. Really, he's the main man. He's the man with the money. Uh, he obviously done the one with Sky last year. It wasn't very popular with what he said, but at least he'd done it. And I think really it's up to Ashley to to communicate with the fan base. But unfortunately, is it a case of, you know, and maybe Ashley is the only one who can answer this. Is it a case of, you know, these fans just get taken for granted year in, year out? You know, they were rubbish in 2016. They got relegated. You had 50,000 people going, you know, ballistic on the terraces beating Tottenham 5-1 or to be relegated you wouldn't get that anywhere else. I don't think you would get that anywhere else and then the championship you know likes of Barnsley um, you know coming up in Newcastle Bristol City all these type of teams 50,000 sellouts again and last season nine games in a row without a, getting a win still the fans were there so you know unfortunately maybe sometimes they do are taken a little bit for granted I know the season ticket deals actually are quite good now and if you do want to take family up there, younger younger fans, I think that the opportunity is there so you've got to give some credit where it's due. It's just the product on the pitch that everyone knows could be even better than it was last season. Right, just a couple of uh, questions to finish off. What kind of striker do you think Benitez would be looking for? Is it the kind of man who can hold the ball up, who's strong, uh, you know, bring others into play? Is it the kind of maybe a speedster who actually can hit a few more into the back of the net I mean what's your feeling I would say he'd be well I know for a fact he's looking for pace because he knows that pace wins games Uh, he'd be looking for someone who's lightning quick unfortunately he knows 
And let's say he has got 50 million to spend. Um, he knows that somebody of that. Look at Mo Salah at Liverpool, 34.5 million last summer, absolute bargain. At the time, everyone was thinking it was expensive. So for for 35 million early, you get a Mo Salah. To get someone with a proper reputation, you know, I mean, Salah's reputation is fantastic now, but it wasn't at the time. If you wanted to sign the fastest player who gets the most goals this summer, could be astronomical. If you've only got 50 million to spend as a kitty, and you're being told it has to be spent in dribs and drabs, bringing in players here and there, selling players here and there, and you've only got a short time frame to do it, it becomes almost impossible. So it's, no, there's a lot needs to be improved on the terms that have been offered to Rafa if he wants to get the players he needs. But going back to your question, he wants somebody who's going to petrify Premier League defences with pace. Newcastle really were a counter-attacking team last season. And, you know, if you have got that pacey striker, uh, it's almost the last part of the jigsaw. Dwight Gale has got pace. Unfortunately, last season things didn't really drop for him. He got a handful of goals and he just needed to, to, to have maybe someone a bit more supportive alongside him. So, yeah, there's... There's a lot. Um, there's a lot that can be approved on in this squad, but ultimately it's going to be down to Rafa Benitez's contract. And Fanny, just to, to wrap it up, we'll say what. How do you see things going in the next, shall we say, two weeks? I mean, do you see any movement on a new contract for Benitez, maybe, or hopefully we'll see 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 Dubravka coming in. But any other transfer movement? Are you optimistic that come the start of the World Cup, maybe we'll we'll have a bit more positive news? I think again it'll be it'll be painstakingly slow I think it will be in the next two weeks I mean maybe they might get somewhere with Rafa's deal whether it'll be all announced and tied up in two weeks hard to see happening in terms of players coming in well we can't have one without the other so until he's sorted his contract out it's hard to see you know flowing negotiations they can only negotiate well that's one of the frustrating things about Newcastle uh, the hierarchy they can only negotiate one deal at a time you know they can't spin plates that's that's something uh, as a club they seem to be the only club that do that other the top clubs Liverpool, Man City Man U, Tottenham they'll be able to do three or four deals in a week if they wanted to Newcastle can only do one deal at a time it's slow it's painful and yeah so a bit of a downbeat answer <laughs> but I'm only being realistic you know I'd be, I'd be Surprised if there was two or three players before the World Cup starts. Be very surprised if there was two or three players through the door and Rafa signed his deal. I just can't see it happening. One of them things might happen, but honestly, Martin Dubravka could be the only deal done by that point. Of course, you keep up to date with everything that does happen at chroniclelive.co.uk. Um, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast whether that be through iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you may be listening through. And if you want to get involved with the podcast, you can do so via our social media channels. We're over on Twitter at ChronicleNUFC and on Facebook at the same handle, ChronicleNUFC. We want your questions, your topics, your feedbacks. Why don't you drop us a line and get in touch?